untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. It's a Wednesday. It's just gone nine o'clock. Got right here on cliffcentral.com. And where else can you be? What else can you be listening to? Where else do you personally want to be? I've been untapped talent right here on cliffcentral.com with me, Sia Sanguinifin. So thank you so much for having us on. It's an impressive, impressive day. I feel underqualified, actually, to be honest, to host such a show this morning because I have stellar stars in the making with me in studio and who will be joining me a little later. So I'm very, very excited to talk to them nonetheless and get a little some depth, some insight into what makes these people so great and grand. If you do not know, I'll be speaking to some of the up-and-coming athletes nominated for this year's SA Sports Awards. Um, Paul Muddy is coming in, who's a Sportswoman of the Year nominee. Um, pupil Derek Mukaleng, and I have to say pupil because he's still in school, and yet he's still gone on to do such impressive things, which makes me feel so self-conscious. <laughs> Derek Mukaleng, who's nominated under the School Team of the Year category, and joining me First and foremost will be Corbin Bosch, who is the under 19, who's part of the under 19 cricket team, and he's been nominated under the team of the year. Isn't it impressive? I know. I feel the same. Imagine how I feel having to sit with them for the next hour. But nonetheless, I'm very, very excited. Just before this, we had the Gareth Cliff show. And I know there are many, many WeChat messages coming in as to what's going on with Gareth and where is he and what must can happen now. Basically, a little boss man is having a, a, an ill day. He's feeling just a bit under the weather. So just on that note, Mr. Cliff, wherever you are, just rest up nicely and we hope to see you soon. So you have, hopefully you feel better as soon as possible when we have you back here. Um, cause I can't take on all this madness alone. <laughs> Moving on. Um, on WeChat, on that WeChat note, you can send us a me- message to screen. All you have to do is simply tap connect on our Cliff Central account on WeChat and message to screen any questions you may have for any of our guests. So else we can do it the all old fashioned way, right? 0861 is the number to dial if you want to talk to me in studio. Or else you can Tweet me at Sia underscore SF or at CliffCentral.com and also Facebook, Cliff Central, Instagram, Cliff Central. And I'm sure we've gone the whole nine yards, but let's get the show on the road. I'm very, very excited to talk to my very first guest. His name is Corbin Bosch with quite an impressive, impressive um, little CV put together. Corbin, good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. So listen, the whole premise of the show is I like to talk to up-and-comers, people who are really making waves. And so I encourage our listeners to actually send us in their recommendations. So I always say, listen, if you know a diamond in the rough, just email untapped.cliffcentral.com and you tell me about this person. So this is the email I got about you. I'm interested. Yeah, is it? So this is what they said. He's he's won a man of the match in the final of the Under-19 World Cup. He also went on to represent Ducks in the Red Bull Varsity World Cup in England, where they won. So he's also now playing for franchise team, the Unlimited Titans. And I think he's a proper rising star. Look at that. That's what people think of you already. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice to be, to be known as something like that. I think it's a great privilege just to be known out there. And I just really enjoy the sport I'm playing at the moment. Well, rightfully so. Congratulations, first and foremost. But let's get into it. You're a cricketer. But before that, let's actually get more about you and your love for cricket and how you've always been just growing up. So when did you first and foremost actually fall in love with the sport? Well, my dad played for South Africa. Ah. So that cricket is in my blood. So I've been brought up in a cricketing background. So I've played from the time I've been able to walk and hold a cricket bat. Really? So I've been playing for a very long time. It's like second nature to you. 
Pretty much. Because, you know, I, I, listen, I'll be the first to say this. I'm not the best sporting man out there. All the LBWs and the fours and the wides. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I can't be standing out in the sun the whole day. But for you, it was a genuine passion, right? Yes, it was a passion. And being alongside the cricket field, playing with my mom as well. I think it's just, I've grown up in this environment. So it's just become a natural passion for me. Yeah, we'll touch on your dad. What an impressive, impressive guy uh, a little later on. But with that, did you not feel like you were in like the shadow, his shadow, or you were kind of hesitant to get into sport because he's achieved quite a lot as well in his life? Well, I think growing up, I was compared a little bit. <clears throat> but through through high school, I just learned to deal with it and try to become my own person, become my own cricketer and make my own name for myself. Even though he has high expectations, yeah. that just growing up, that I can be my own person. So, from a young age, you know, you did say that you already had fallen in love with cricket. Was it always just a sure thing as well of, when I get out of school, I definitely also want to pursue this as a career? Well, during school, I wasn't the greatest cricketer growing oh. up. <laughs> but a lot of determination and just self-belief, knowing that one day I can achieve what I've always wanted to achieve. Yeah. And just that perseverance and just keep on going just one day at a time. Out of interest, where do, what did you see yourself do after school? If you, you know, cricket wasn't the best thing ever. And by the way, you're still instilling hope within me. I'm like, okay, well, maybe after 19 years, cricket may not be the thing, but there might be another sport for you, Sia. So, <laughs> well, growing up, uh, I wanted to be a doctor if cricket didn't want to work out. Uh huh. Okay. But then my grades didn't, uh, didn't allow that so <laughs> at the moment if cricket doesn't work out in the end i would like to be a ca oh uh, okay wow this this is very interesting Alrighty, how was corbin as a schoolboy though uh very naughty okay i, I didn't <laughs> didn't behave much in class always sent out of class but yeah i just enjoyed school like it's different now being out of school you think oh, i wish i could just go back to school yeah those days were easy now being in university just makes life a bit more difficult mm. and juggling sports it's it's not not enjoyable it's not, hey listen it's a challenge accepted how about we put it that way yeah. were you always that kid who was sitting in class yet like his mind was off somewhere his eyes was on the sports field not like in geography yes no that was definitely me during school drawing. so so how was that balance like of Yes, you knew where your heart was, but you know what? We have to put through this for a good 12 years and we'll be out and free soon. Yeah, it, it was tricky. I mean, I didn't pay much attention in class. So obviously <laughs> getting a lot of detentions and sitting in detention because I was either misbehaving or not doing my homework because I was thinking, oh, I can't wait for class to end so I can play outside or at break. Yeah. Play a little bit of garden cricket with my brother or. That was just me growing up, just wanting to play sport the whole time. With the love for cricket, was there also a co very competitive spirit within you at that young age, where even while you were still at school, you were doing external competitions, et cetera, et cetera? Well, usually you get the provincial weeks, but I wasn't good enough back then. <laughs> you know to, what? You are my... now nominated at the SA Sports Awards. So this is the best in your face to anyone who said you weren't good enough, right? Yeah, yeah no, okay. definitely. <laughs> Yeah, so you did compete in external thing. Well, I I had external coaches to become who I am today. So I unfortunately didn't make it back then. But as soon like growing out of school, like I've participated in a lot of <clears throat> competitive. I'm in a very competitive environment at the moment, and just taking yeah. it head on. 
It's just, yeah. You know, this is such an interesting point because, believe it or not, you know, I have a lot of rugby player friends and, like, we like to just chill and watch rugby together. (laughs) But, like, just seeing them from afar, it's when you're that invested in a sport. And this is just, I think it actually bypasses sports. When you're that invested in talent and you're so focused on wanting to achieve something really, really badly, it's not just a three-hour practice twice a week it's a full-on it becomes your life i saw the way they did it you know they changed their diets and they'd they have to wake up at four and they'd have several practices within a day so let's talk about that how's that and the routine and the pressure for you well luckily my diet is quite stable because my mom cooks for me at oh home okay I'm still, still small. <laughs> shout out to the moms yes, yes definitely but yeah we do a lot of training i train about four times a week for at least two to three hours. Yeah. And especially on the weekends when we do play games, it's the entire day from about 8 till about 6 o'clock. 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes. It's a, it's a long, long day. This is you out on it. Okay. Because here's my gripe with cricket. I thought, you know, it's here. let's try this little thing called professionalism today. But moving on, <laughs> I couldn't get cricket at school because I couldn't stand on a field in the sun and wait for a little ball to fall into my hands. I was like, no, you guys, they got to be something else. So I actually liked, I ended up doing cricket scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just had the little thing. It, it was very odd. But you know what? Nonetheless, props to you. So 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., that's a typical match. How much more of your life does cricket take over? Which is a good thing in this case, I'd say. <laughs> it takes. It's just time. That's all it, it really takes from me. It's a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy. Yeah. Sometimes you get home and you just feel drained and you just want to... To lie on the couch and then the girlfriend wants to go watch a movie. So you gotta take one for the team. Definitely. You gotta take one for the team. <laughs> Fall asleep during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a typical week for you. Monday to Friday, how's that like? Monday, first thing in the morning, I go to university. Uh huh. What so are you studying, by the way? Become okay. accounting. Okay. And then at about half past 11, I don't go to all my classes. Oh, well, okay. We hope. Uh, let me just say to the lecturers that I had nothing to do with this. No, definitely. <laughs> he came to this interview on his free will. Yeah. And then from about 12 o'clock till about 3, um, I train. And then I go home, maybe hit some golf balls to hit out any frustration. Oh, re- okay. Okay. Yeah. And then Tuesday is basically the same. Go to university have the odd test here and there yeah because you have to write those i can't skip those okay (laughs) how's the south african cricket industry now that you have a test of the real world you're out of school you're playing for a franchise team how's the south african industry uh of cricket and the south the level of cricket within our country i think it's really good like uh, it's a big step up for me especially coming from under 19s where you think Okay, this is how good people are. And yeah. then playing franchise for the past four games that I have played, it's just been a real eye-opener to see, okay, it's it's another level completely. And just to know how good the guys like A.B. de Villiers and them are, it's I, I can't even think of how good you must be just to be able to compete at such oh, yeah. a level. I mean, they're number one in the world. They're not number one in the world for nothing. So I can, yeah. And you imagine how good they must be. Are there some of the people you look up to? And who are your inspirations in the industry? Well, Dale Stane, especially being a fast bowler myself, I really look up to him. Yeah. Like he is a 
inspiration to me and something I would like to aspire to. But also watching guys like A.B. de Villiers and Hashim Amlabat, it's incredible just to see uh, how much time they have with like watching a cricket ball that does come at about 140, 145 kilometers oh, an hour. Just, so, just casually so at that speed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I'm very proud of myself. I thought, you know, I have to do some preparation to talk to sportsmen and women this morning. So I was like, okay, what are little terminologies that I need to know? Oh, wow. Like, what do I have to know? So I learned that you are a seamer, right? Yes, that means a fast bowler. Oh, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. Seamer is the actual cricket ball yes. because it has a seam. So you somehow do what? You hold? I hold it so it stays straight. Okay. What does a right hand bat, your batting style is defined as right hand bat? Oh, the bat is generally on your right hand side. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. Take it slowly with me here, people. I'm learning. Bowling style, right arm, fast, medium. It just means I'm not very fast, but I do bowl generally reasonably quickly. What is, is like all the different bowlers, famous bowlers, have their own little styles and techniques? Oh, everyone everyone is different. Different. I mean, you can't really make carbon copies of, let's say, Dale Stein, for instance. Okay. Every bowler is unique and has their own way of doing things. Yeah. Let's. I'm just trying to picture that frame of mind because... How do you feel when you step onto that field, when you have to play, when you know now in a professional sphere, there are people out there paying, watching, supporting you, you know you have to win while you aim to win. Yeah. <laughs> that, that pressure, how do you get into that zone? How do you get yourself into that mindset? And what goes into prepping for that solid mindset? Well, you do a lot of high pressure preparation like I do a lot of training under under pressure, so when the situation does come where I feel that I am under pressure, that I know how to handle it and how to deal with it. But going out there, it's a completely different ball game. You, there's a lot of things that run through your mind, thinking the crowd trying to boo you on the side. It's oh shucks. Luckily, it hasn't happened to me. Okay, because I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say like, how do I move past that swiftly? Yeah, because because that's a lot. Yeah. That, that really is a lot. And the crowd expect a lot from you since you're now a franchise player and they want you to win or more or less they expect you to win. Mm. So you've got to live up to their expectations and try to achieve your expectations on achieving the goals you want to achieve. Yeah. But that, that I, I would think that actually pulls you back and reminds you why you fell in love with the sports in the first place or why you're actually doing this. And with that, what does cricket mean to you? Well, it means a lot. Like it to me, it's also like it's family to me. It's I've grown into it. I've learned to love it from a very young age. It's now it associates with me with family. Mm. Like I've spent so much time on a cricket field, so much energy. Like it's just something that I feel that's deep comes from deep inside. That like the last thing on earth I would least likely to give up is cricket. I'd rather give up my studies. <laughs> We don't want your lecturers to hear that, Corbin. Come on now. Hopefully no. they're not listening and marking my yeah. attempts. <laughs> but that goes down to what a true, real passion is, where it's the sincerest love for it. It's the, you could do it 24-7. You could do it even if you weren't getting paid. And that really shows in your behalf. And with that said, let's talk about your father, Tertius Bosch, who, you know, he's 
one impressive guy who left quite a legacy. Um, he played one test and two ODIs for South Africa in 1992 and opened the bowling in the first test and in Barbados, I think that was. So that was really, really impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a real inspiration. For lack of a better term, to sound like a broken record, but that is very, very impressive. And looking up to a guy like that, I mean, what did that do for you? It's a real inspiration to me. Like it inspires me to, to want to achieve what he has achieved and carry on his legacy, although creating my own one, but also living in his legacy and oh, just yeah. extending his legacy as such. And just it's also become a motivating factor where I know that is what I want to be one day and yeah. I want to aspire to what he has achieved. Yeah, your father has um, sadly passed on, but I always just look at the greater th- picture as a legacy rather than anything else. And what would you have to say one of the biggest and best lessons he taught you were? Well, he was known as a gentle giant. Ah. Although he was taller than what I am, I don't know what I would say <laughs> so, to him right now. But I just feel that he has got this burning desire in, inside of me and it, it just makes me the passionate person I am. And he's also my drive for success. And it's just, I know that he believes in me and it, it keeps me going forward day by day. Wow, this is absolutely awesome. And with that said, let's start looking at the future. You know, I always talk to many people on Untapped Talent and I always say, where do you see yourself in, you know, the next five, ten years? And I always, you know, move them away from saying, oh, I wish or I hope to. Let's speak it into existence. We're going to put our thoughts and we're going to put some action into this. So where are you going to be in the next five years? Well, firstly, I want to make a name for myself um, in the franchise franchise level just play all all three formats whether it be one days or t20s or the longer format the four day games like i'd like to make a name for myself in the franchise level being known as one of the best and then moving into hopefully one day to become an international player for south africa and then also becoming winning a world cup with south africa would be would be memorable uh, memorable it would be amazing and i'll be there cheering in the sidelines just know that and on that note out of interest how long does a cricketer's um i nearly said lifespan your <laughs> career last um well it depends batsmen tend to be able to play for a little bit longer till about 36 38 okay and a bowler it's generally about 34 where they start to the legs don't want to yeah, well, you know what? Let's not be pessimistic here. We're, you still have many, many years to look forward to. Yes. And by the way, okay, so I have to do this as we wrap up our, our interview this morning. So as I've said earlier, I've been doing this show for many, many months now, and I absolutely enjoy <laughs> it all the time. You know, I can't wait to sit in this chair and get to talk to the insightful people, and hopefully the listeners as well get something out of it. But I've never, ever thus far had a guest come with like a full-on entourage like usually it's like a friend or a mother and i'm like okay that's cool but you brought the big guns out corbin i had to bring the big guns no this is this is huge stuff okay so let's actually name and shame you brought a media officer which it's not like it's your personal decision this is what happens when you're successful your very own media officer is here. can you step up to the mic quickly i want to get to talk to you now about working with the likes of uh, Corbin. Morning, Spogazi. Ah, 
Good morning, Sia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So let's talk about your career, first of all. Media officer, what does that entail? And who do you work with overall? Well, I am the cricket development media officer for Cricket South Africa. Ah. So... um. That basically means that I take care of the SA Under-19 team, the South Africa women's team, as well as the, as the South African A team. So um, all those guys that are going to be the future stars. Oh, yes. You know, they come through. All the guys who will be on yeah, Untapped Talent, right? The ones that are going to be here at yes. the show. You know, okay, they good. all come through me. <laughs> Your Quinton de Kock's... Um, uh, as well. This he, is going to be like, you're like the mother choosing the favorites right now, <laughs> naming people out. I'm just saying. Yeah, put it I, out I there. just need to put it out there. You know, the people that are actually becoming great stars, Corbin was in, you know, the winning ICC under 19 World yeah. Cup team. Um, so was Kahiso Rabada, who's playing for the Proteas right now. I remember Quentin um, was nominated for you Spectacular Award. This exactly, year, right? exactly. Yeah. And Quentin, um, we were with Quentin at the ICC, um, under 19 World Cup two years ago, and it took him just a year to break into the Proteas. So, you know, our development program is really, really important because people actually come through and you see the people coming out. Wayne Parnell was also the captain of the SA under 19 mm, team mm, in 2008. Mm. Okay. And he is now a Protea. And we've got a slew of um, former SA Under-19 players who are currently playing in the CSA franchise um, system. So, you know, what Um, we do is very important. (laughs) uh, Important and impressive. So working with such great people around you and more specifically with Corbett, what do you think of him and what do you think when you look at this pool of talent that we as South Africans possess? You know, Corbin is one of the most passionate players I've ever come across. Wow. He is so driven. He is motivated because he's got such a great legacy behind him and he just wants to make everybody proud. And he's one of those guys who after team practice, he'll go out and he'll practice by himself. He is constantly on cricket 24 seven. With actually- the likes of, uh, <laughs> I know John T. Rhodes once actually commented about you in one of your games. So things exactly. like that. Exactly. You know, the- things like that. And people see when a person is just all in when it comes to their craft and their career. And Corbin has got a fantastic support system. His mom is like his biggest fan. And chef. And yeah, you know. <laughs> the best <laughs> <Yeah>. chef. <laughs> and everybody, everybody just wants to do their best to help him because yeah. he is just always out there. He's always making himself available and he's always being the first person at the ground and the last person to leave. So he really is like one of those p- people that you really want to do your all for. Exactly. Because he's just, yeah, shame. I feel like I'm writing a love letter I to know. him. <laughs> but he, he, he's actually, yeah, he's one of, he's one of the better guys to come through. What else can you say? Hey? I can't say what anything more than that. Hey? <laughs> thank you so much for bringing him along, Miss yeah, Media Officer. You're welcome. <laughs> and Corbin, thank you so much for coming in here. Best of luck for this Sunday and, of course, for the rest of your career as well. Thank you, and thank you very much for having me. No, this is absolutely awesome. So I was just talking to Corbin Bosch, who is nominated with the rest of his team for the Team of the Year at this year's South African Sports Awards happening happening this Sunday, right? Yes, at the Santon Convention Center. So, so exciting. And, yeah, I just want him to know that Nje... When there's a spare ticket lying around, he's like, who am I going to bring on? Sia's going to pop first into mind. But this is Sia Sanguinipan right here on Untapped Talent Rider on only on cliffcentral.com. If you want to jump in onto the conversation in any way, shape or form, just send us a message onto the screen on our WeChat account, Cliff Central, or tweet me, Sia underscore SF or at cliffcentral.com. The whole love thing.
I guess I'm in. Cause I let it right go and I found it. Time has never been my best suit. Now I've got everything except you. You moved out of my heart, still got the bruise. I give it all back to be next to you. I turn my radio up and it's just my luck.
It's one of those songs you never think you'll like until it's on high rotation. I never thought I was into the song. And whenever it comes on, it's just become one of my jams. It's Toya DeLazy with Forbidden Fruit. If you've just joined us, a very good morning. And where have you been, damn it? And then with all of the drama aside, thank you so much for having us on. It's Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com. I've been talking to some of the great stars who've been nominated at this year's SA Sports Awards. It's quite an impressive conversation. It's really to know that these young and up-and-comers are also talented and even better than that, they're being recognized on such a national level. So I've just ended off my conversation with Corbin Bosch, who is nominated under the Team of the Year Award. And of course, let's be logical, he's not the only one nominated in the team. Uh, but now I'm, I'll be chatting to Derek Mokaleng, um, who is nominated under the School Team of the Year. My goodness, he's still in school. Yeah, hey, there we go. Good morning, Derek. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You see, that's the best attitude ever. I've had guests come in and they go, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, how are you? No, you're excited to be here. And now I'm even more excited and honored to have you on my show. Thank you so much for coming on, hey? Nominated School Team of the Year Award. How did you feel when you heard about that? Well, I was excited because I didn't know about this. Um, I just recently heard about it from my coach also, so... Yeah, and by the way, your coach is here in studio. We'll get to talk to him soon. But where were you when you heard the news? Well, we were still writing exams. I was at school then. We actually had an interview at the SABC. Our coach told us where to go there. Yeah. So that's how we found out. Oh, so you thought it was just an interview, but that was at the SABC where they actually announced all the nominees. Yes, sir. Was it one of those moments where you're like, okay, I think all of my work is actually playing off because you're an athlete. So after all the hard work, were you finally thinking, yeah, this is finally the moment? Yeah, I was very proud because now our talents are finally recognized. Now yeah. Achieve something for that. No, well, you know, a big, big congratulations for you. And this is all just about honoring you and the impressive work that you've been doing. So you uh, have been an athlete, let's just put it that way, or running for the past four years. And over the four years, really quite a lot of impressive stuff. And even more impressive, I always sound like a broken record because I'm using the word impressive so much. But how else can I eloquently express how proud I am of all of you. You've also maintained quite an amazing um, academic record at school as well. Firstly, let's go back to Derek as a young guy. When did he first fall in love with athletics? Well, I started running in primary school. Mm-hmm. Since grade north, I can't remember a year that has gone past when I haven't been running. So, Like all, the, like all of the school like sports days and the you Okay, okay. Yeah, so from that moment, you were just like, did you see specifically that you were interested in this and you could make a potential career, or did you just do it for fun? It was just for fun. I didn't see myself doing it as a career yeah. back then. Okay, so the more you moved, did you start entering external competitions as well? Yes, like, I don't just run for my school now. We also run for a club. Oh, ADT. okay. Yeah. And then you started entering all of these competitions. And my, my, you recently ran uh, 48.95 in a 400-meter race for a 17-year-old. Like, I mean, I just know if I were to run that fast, there'd have to be something dangerous behind me. That's all. But how do you get into that frame of mind of being an athlete and really going out there and doing your best? Well, I always just keep in mind what my coach tells me, that I must just go hard during the race um, from start to finish. Yeah. Okay, and, and and what goes into prepping yourself for a big race like like any other that you'd partake in? Yeah, you must make sure that before you go into the race that you are extra fit, 
Like your body's in shape, body and mind. Aha. He comes with all these philosophical terms. Make sure you fit body and mind. And like, this is impressive stuff for a 17 year old. You've really got your act together. But over a week, do you have to change your diet? Do you have to, how much time do you allocate to training? Like, we train from Monday to Friday. Uh huh. We train from Monday to Friday. Our diet, there's nothing specific that we eat. We just. Make sure we eat healthy food. Oh. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. There are millions and millions of diet plans out there. People are struggling with this, but you just make it sound so easy. Um, but where do you see yourself going in the next few years and, and, and how you take your career so seriously? Well, in the next few years, I hopefully I see myself in university. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I still want to be running at the time, improving my time in the 400 meters and maybe making a career out of it. Maybe you will just be determined and you keep that great mindset and you will. So let's, let's chime in with your teacher here, who's also your coach, Mr. Opa Marubing. Sir, how are you? Great. And how are you? You see, this is what I don't like about having teachers around me. Cause even though I'm way out of school, whenever there's a teacher, I, hello, sir, how are you? Sir, I hope you're okay. Sir, is your seat comfortable? Just get nice and close to the mic. But how do you feel working with such a talented guy as, as Derek? Um, so yeah, what what I can say about Derek? Derek is a very hardworking athlete. Mm-hmm. Of of inside the classroom and outside the classroom, he's always focused, dedicated. He 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 wants to achieve. Wow! So I I see him um, achieving a lot of things in the future to come. You know, as a person who doubles up as his teacher and coach in his life, how much of an influence do you have on who Derek is today? <laughs> Well, discipline, that's what we try to teach them. Ah. The athletes must be disciplined, well-disciplined. To, to, to achieve anything in life, you have to be disciplined. As a former runner myself, um, I was more like disciplined, not very very talented, but hardworking person. So pretty much what I have achieved, I try to, to, guide, to guide them according to my footsteps yeah so we 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 working with them we have a we have actually a head coach mr hans Estad, who who is a head coach and i i i, I come under him okay so he's he's a, he's a well experienced coach he coached me while i was actually a runner before mm, 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 so mm, mm. we you're in the right hands here derek you're in the right hands uh well uh, derek for you how does mr marubing and what does he mean to you specifically well, Mr. Marping plays a very important role uh, with my career, um, my athletics. He, like, puts me in place. He's there with my training. He motivates me to do well. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, Mr. Marping, quite an impressive word, discipline. Because at a young age where you still have to balance schoolwork, which you're doing tremendously well, by the way, and also going on to achieve such great things with your career, what, what does discipline, discipline mean to you personally? Well, discipline is very important because without it, um, you get confused. You like, you go into the wrong path. You don't stay focused on what you want to achieve. So yeah. discipline is very important. Does it ever get to a point where you're like, what did I do? This is too much. I just, I could be at home watching TV, not doing all of these great, huge things. Yeah, because. For me, I'm very lazy, but <laughs> I don't know. Says the guy who's achieved so many great things. Uh-huh. Very lazy, he nonchalantly <laughs> says. 
No, but that, that's very, very cool. And I want to continue talking to you, but I also want to bring in my next guest. Her name is Paul Maddy, who's the Sportswoman of the Year nominee. But all of this and so much more coming up right here on Untapped Talent. She's like that A-class pupil at school. The girl who goes on and she achieves so much and that everybody still quietly hates and loves at the same time. It's Taylor Swift with Blank Space right here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having us on, hey? If you haven't been keeping up with us, then you're missing out on impressive, impressive conversations. My name is Siha Sangweni Finn, and I've devoted this whole hour to talking to some of the nominees of uh, at the SA Sports Awards, rather, that will be taking place this Sunday. Joining me now is quite an impressive woman, a a a 
let's find the right words, an inspiration who does not fear anything, including being in front of a mic. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And how are you? I'm good. Just get nice and close to the microphone there. So, Paul Madi, let me give you some background knowledge to who this impressive chick is. She's 26 years old and one of those South Africans who actually contributed to Team South Africa's total haul of 40 medals at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, Scotland. Can we just chime in from Mr. Marubing, by the way, who is Derek Makaling's coach? Uh, 40 medals? Do we have your, your go-ahead on this? Is she a good candidate for my show? That's impressive. There we go. <laughs> Paul, like, where do I even begin? You have such an amazing story. You have such an amazing career. Overall, you are amazing. When did you first get into wrestling out of all athletic uh, spheres? Um, I got first into wrestling in 2004. Um, wrestling was introduced in a children's home where I was. Yeah. Um, first, the boys attended wrestling, of course, because everybody thought wrestling is only for boys, of which the coach came in and said, you know what, wrestling is um, for girls as well, so girls can as well try out wrestling. Okay. And then at first I didn't go. My friends went and then they came back that night and said, you know what? I'm never doing this again. And I was like, that's not what you want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) So then I was like, um, you know what? I'm going to try out and see what is so difficult on, um, at the wrestling. And then I went there from the moment I walked in that uh, wrestling hall. I loved it. I loved the smell of that sweat. Um, the hard work you put in, uh, the competition there, I loved it. So I won the boys that first night and I was like, I'm going for it. Wait, did you wrestle the guys? The yes, I trained, I trained against the guys. Wrestling with the guys and yes. you went out there and you kicked ass, yes. literally. Yes. That must have been a very fulfilling thing. Like you dust your shoulder, like, I got this. Yeah, this I'm nothing. like, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about your your past before that, because it's quite an interesting one at that. You grew up at Kidshaven in Benoni. You spent eight years of your life there. Let's talk about your how you grew up and, and your more of your history as a person. Okay. Um, uh, when I was born, I was um, taken from the hospital straight to the children's home, actually a place of safety uh, in Van Rijn. And then um, I was adopted at the age of two years old. Okay. Um, but the adoption didn't go so well. After two, three years, I went back to the place of safety. And then uh, they moved me from um, Fundrine to Kitshaven, where my wrestling career started. And um, it, it was actually very fun for me. I loved every single day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, it wasn't a thing of, you know, I, I always say, there are so many people who do not go out there and achieve such great success. And I don't know whether you will all agree with me, but because they have this woe unto me mentality of, oh, because my mother did this or my father didn't do this or my teacher hates me, they blame it on everyone else. And your story in particular shows that, you know what, you can go out there and do whatever you want and be whoever you want if you have the mindset. Don't you agree? That's correct. Um, I agree. It doesn't help you blame your your, your background, your circumstances. Mm. So you know what? Um, I, I'm in this situation, so I'm going to stay here till I'm 50 years old. I, I, I just decided at the age of 10 years old that I want to do something. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I was playing soccer, and I thought at the age of 16, I'll probably play for Banyana Banyana. Oh, <laughs> so sports has always been your thing, though. 
Uh, yes, I would say that. Um, and then I didn't go that way. But at, at the age of 16, I went to represent South Africa. So wow. and with wrestling. So, um, yeah, I love. But here's the amazing thing on top of that is you actually got to find your mother through sport. Exactly. Isn't that <laughs> the best story ever? That Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. She was a godsend for me. Um, I, I found her at the wrestling um, she invited me to her, into her family, and I wouldn't say no. I mean, I've been longing to belong to a family, and I just grabbed that chance and said, I'm going to do it. Let's, let me try it rather than not try it. And I loved it. I mean, the family is very good to me. I've got, I've got two sisters, and I've got a brother. And uh, it's white people, by the yeah. way. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a fantastic thing. I would recommend everybody in this world to have a family. But unfortunately, it doesn't always work out like that. Well, you know what? I think your story, nonetheless, is so, so impressive. Are your, Is your brother into wrestling? No. My, my, have you tried to get your sisters into wrestling? My, my siblings are old, but my, my brother's boy was wrestling, of course. Yeah, so he had uh, problems with his own body, so he stopped. But I would recommend, yes, to my sisters, they must wrestle. They're as well old, but... Yeah, no, you must <laughs> still stand you. up for yourself. <laughs> so we still have Derek in studio as well, and I want to ask this question to both of you. What does sport as a whole mean to both of you? Okay, sports. Um, <clears throat> sports is very important to me. I think it's my life. Without it, I don't know what else I can do. Wow. Yeah. And what about you, Mpo? Uh Sports means, um, you know, it, it unites people mm-hmm. in either way, in either a racial issue or my background. Kind of like it unites people. Unite people, and um, it means it takes you away from all the. Bad stuff happening out there. Yeah. You know, you can just be safe when you say you're in sport. Yeah. And what do the awards, like the South African Sports Awards, actually mean to both of you? Uh, it's my first time. I'm very excited. First time nominated. Um, it's my first time nominated. I was nominated for a Kuruleni 2007. Yeah. But look but at this, this overachiever. <laughs> she comes in first time, then she gets Sports Woman of the Year nominee. Yes. It's my first time. <laughs> I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it. I was, I'm still excited, but I was excited when I heard that. And I was like, you know what? God is great. And besides, my circumstance, I would say, you know what? I didn't think that I would actually be nominated one day. Wow. I mean, I'm sure most children at the children's home, they're like, ah, yeah, this is life. I'm just going to be like this. But there is a way forward through sports and everything else. Yeah. And how how important do you think sports is in our country? Is it something that should be um, boosted even more and encouraged for kids to actually participate for both of you? Uh, for me, yeah, I think it is because, like, it will keep kids off the streets, away from drugs and all, like, gangsterism and all those things on the streets. So, yeah. Yeah. And what about Yimpo? Yeah, I support what he's saying. It will, it will kids, um, keep kids away from the street. Um, it will actually um, help with... It, actually, sports helps with your uh, growing, you know. Mm, it, mm. Uh, it helps with your body and everything. So you you um healthy and you have got a, a, actually a longer lifespan, I would say. 
Oh, well, okay, so. doctor. <laughs> no, but this is what I'd personally say. You know, I, I'm very frank about who I am, and I can absolutely say that I have no hand-eye coordination. <laughs> I absolutely suck at anything with any sort of sport. But in my final year of school, I was actually like, you know what? This is my last time at school. Let me try this. And I enrolled myself in soccer and lo and behold, I actually made it, I don't know how, into the eighth soccer side of the team. I was like, what is going on here? But the same people who, you know, sometimes I didn't get along with or they'd give, you know, we'd have issues with within school. When we got onto that field, we were one and they saw me as the same person. I remember, and I always say this, they never said one mean negative word to me. At one, this is getting all deep and emotional, but at one point, I'll never forget, they actually huddled up within a game and they said, okay, you guys, we're going to stop what we're doing now and we're going to change the strategy because Sia has to so- score a goal. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Sia sucks. Sia doesn't know anything. But for them to actually say, you are one of us, you're part of the brotherhood, you're part of the team and we want to see you succeed as well is an amazing thing. And that is what I feel the true essence of sports is. And yeah. So thank you to all of you for living with that uh, that memory out. But wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I would agree, especially with my my wrestling. You you wrestle an opponent, and you find that it's your, actually a friend that you love yes. next to us. And, <laughs> and for that morning, you don't talk to each other because you're focusing and you everything. have to be in the zone. But after. After the match, you're like, yo, this was a tough match. You like talk and you hug and you laugh and, you know, sports, it's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I personally am very, very proud of you. So at the end of the day, yes, there may be the sports awards, but they are an award ceremony nonetheless. Figure out what you're going to wear or who you're going to take or have you figured out an acceptance speech, any of you? <laughs> <laughs> well, with us... um. I know my coach is organizing something to wear. Mm, yeah. mm, mm, Mr. Yes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Marupeng, what do you have in line for Sunday? Are you also going to be there? I'm also going to be there. Okay, yes. Have you figured out like a nice, a nice tux and a speech and a... Well, with, with, with the help of sports and recreation, I think they will be organizing some clothing for mm. all the nominees. Wow. If, if I remember correctly. Okay, and Paul, what about you? Are you going to get glammed up as well this Sunday? I am going to get glammed up for the first time in my life. I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going to have my hair done after the show. So, um. oh, that, You have to send pictures now. We're very, very proud of that. But on that note, since I don't think any of you have prepared any acceptance speeches, can Sia Sangweni Finn or Cliff Central get a mention there? You know? Yeah, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what an awesome time talking to all of you in studio. But if you do not know, you have to, have to just get down to the Santon Convention Center this Sunday for the SA Sports Awards. If you can't, they will be televised. Uh, TV sports presenter Minent Lamini will be hosting the Klitsi Award Ceremony and she'll share the stage with Thomas Mlambo and Robert Marawa. Stars expected to perform on Sunday night Scarlet Dinner at the Santon Convention, Convention Center include Zakes Bantwini, Louise Carver, Casper Nuves, Jack Barrow, Beatenberg, Black Motion, The Soil, Sfisongwane, DJ Dimples and Dream Team. Basically, it is the place to be, whether you love sports or not. And of course, my amazing guests will be them. Paul Muddy, Derek Mogaling, and Corbin Bosch as well. Lady and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in this uh, this morning. The best of luck to you this Sunday, and of course with the rest of your careers. And thank you so much for listening. Another hour done and dusted talking to some impressive people right here on cliffcentral.com. Until next week, Untapped Talent, a whole new week, a whole new topic and theme. But until then, my name is Sia, and I'll see ya.